Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, August 8th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Depending on when you are listening to this, I apologize because you might be hearing oh, yeah? me hosting a show twice in one day. Oh yeah, that uh, is unfortunate. It is unfortunate for you as <laughs> I stepped in for James over on this week on Broadway as he was out. I think what he's doing is seeing his daughter in a camp play i think that's what it is um so couldn't record remotely for that which he often tries to do but i stepped in and spoke with peter and michael about a handful of things um the butcher boy at irish rep audrey the new musical at the players club a couple of um cabaret shows the nosebleed at lct3 and i discussed a handful of shows actually all of the shows that i saw during my three-week jaunt across the country i will be recapping the last three that i haven't talked about here on today on broadway as well here in just a minute but i talked about those in brief on this week on broadway we also spoke about the passings of stage and screen stars pat carroll and mary alice Mm -hmm. as well so head over into your podcast feed to hear both uh, to hear that episode and of course you can hear that and this episode and every episode of Broadway Radio first over at patreon.com slash Broadway Radio um, alright I don't think that we have had a chance to talk about Into the Woods on the no. show yet you and <laughs> yeah, I but... we recorded um, before we went and saw it yeah. uh, remotely that was not the episode we did together um but we recorded then uh we met up back at the St. James Theater to see Into the Woods you had seen the first preview I of did. the Broadway production i had seen it at encores you did and the one difference i will say from when you last saw it was that Cheyenne Jackson was in as Cinderella's Prince and the Wolf. I think it was like his second to last performance before he exited for Gavin Creel to come back. Um, I think it was his last performance. Was it his last performance? I think he was done on the second, but I could be wrong about that. Well, we saw it on the third, so that was not, that's not true. No, that's not true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we saw it on Wednesday the third. No, or did we, we see it on, on the second? Tuesday the second. Oh, you're right. What I are you on about? Oh my god! I don't know. My schedule's all. It doesn't matter. It it's doesn't matter. It's almost like you've been traveling around the country for three weeks. Yeah, it, in different the, no, time exactly zones. Yeah. Oh my god, the time zones messed me up. Oof. I'm sorry. Getting up and starting work at 5 a.m. Pacific time. That was a that Yikes. was a treat for a week. No, anyway, thank you. I'll just quit um, my job. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Uh, Getting into it, like, I adore Heather Headley. That is well known. She was amazing and perfect and revelatory. And, I mean, just everything you want in a Broadway star interpreting Mm -hmm. Sondheim. So, of course, I would always opt for a production of her in the show. But uh, I thought Patina Miller brought something um, a little more fun and a little bit more playful in her performance than Heather did. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Brian Darcy James is always a treat to have a in a show. A treat, a legend. Uh, yeah. Icon. I will say, I don't know that he was doing as much as Neil Patrick Harris was because Neil was bringing his very decidedly sitcom-y yeah. um, chops to it, which Brian was not doing, um, but he was doing a little bit more chip, I think, just doing more mm-hmm. of a straightforward, grounded, authentic musical theater performance. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Brian tremendously. Uh, that is not a critique on him at all. Uh, no. I mean, it's a critique, but not a not a criticism. I thought he was wonderful and always great to see. I thought Cheyenne was a step up from what I saw Gavin in at Encores, but I have heard that 
what Cheyenne is doing was pretty much the track that Gavin has been doing in the Broadway version. They've spiced it up and giving him a little bit more okay. comedy in there because he it was really nondescript at encores, in my opinion. Um, but a lot of the the jokes and the physical humor that I saw Cheyenne do was apparently what Gavin's been doing. So um, I thought that was was. Nice. Um, I will say nice. that Philippa Sue nice was, or is that good? Well, nice is better than good, or nice, nice is different <laughs> than good. Um, yeah, there you go. Either way, it doesn't matter. Um, Philippa Sue, I thought was tremendous. Um, I have never actually seen her on stage. Obviously, I've seen the the, oh. the Hamilton uh, pro tape, and obviously heard the cast album many, many times. I don't think, unless I'm forgetting something, but I didn't see Amelie. I didn't see her in Did Great Comet off Broadway. Oh, of course. See, I'm an idiot. I saw oh Suffs. Yes. I told you, you it all runs together. Two shows today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, of course. I saw her in Suffs. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but she was tremendous. I thought she was uh, fantastic. But the person who really stood out for me and this person that I am now demanding, um, and in fact, I might be going on a hunger strike until this happens, oh, uh, yeah. I need to see more joshua henry doing broad comedy because as rapunzel's prince he was phenomenal i i mean uh, you know he's funny like you know he's got depth but because his voice is so such a deep baritone and such a rich voice like you yes expect it to be dramatic Yes, he gets cast in all of these dramatic roles, whether that's um, Carousel or Hamilton or even when we saw him uh, in the Tap Dance Kid at mm-hmm. Encores in the same season as This End of the Woods. I mean, it's a it's a dramatic role, but he's damn funny and he's really, really so good funny. in this. So um, I loved it. What, what did you think the second time around? So I have notes, obviously. Okay, of course. So uh, let me start with Patina, because Patina was the most surprising to me. When I Mm. saw her, and I texted you after, I think, pretty much verbatim, prepare to be disappointed by Patina. That's Um, after the first preview. After the first first preview, preview, yes. Um, Because when I saw it, everybody was having an amazing time. Everyone was having the time of their lives on the stage. It read on everyone's faces. Everyone was hamming it up. It was just people playing on stage, except for Patina. And I don't know if it was she was thrown into the track without, you know, later Which than everybody else. The, but, but she she's has done, done it before. before. Yeah. She's done it before. Um, so I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if it was, you know, I haven't been on Broadway in a minute, whatever. It didn't look like she was having fun. When we saw her on Tuesday, she was having a blast. You said yeah. that there was a lot more comedy added to it, and she was doing all these little, constantly hitting her staff on the stage and pretending it was a baseball bat, all these things. Those were not in first preview. She was playing it pretty straight. There were a lot of times when she was just park and bark singing. Uh, it was really underwhelming. And when I saw her last week, it was what I was hoping that she was going to bring to the stage. I'm not, yeah. I was never expecting her to eclipse Heather. Um, but I also don't kind of want to compare them in that way, even though it's impossible at yeah. this point. I, I wanted her to bring something that I hadn't seen before in the witch's role. And I hadn't seen her do any Hollywood bull stuff, um, except like little clips. So she was definitely the biggest improvement to me and in the best way I want to see her again. And I told you at the show, like, um, I was kind of, 
uh, not necessarily dreading seeing her again. It was just like, I was so excited to see the show. And she was like the one point after first preview where I was like, eh, I don't know. So like seeing her again, I was not really excited about seeing it. But after like her first time on stage in the prologue, I'm like, I am excited to see what she's going to do for the rest of the show. That is yeah. not a feeling I had first preview. I was not looking forward to any of her, the rest of her performance. I think you actually leaned over to me after the prologue. And I don't remember exactly what you said but you were like well that's different than the first preview like that was wholly a different <laughs> i don't think it was after pro- i don't, th- don't think it was after prologue i think it was after stay with me um oh but maybe but it was it was like 300 percent better um cheyenne jackson i thought was great i don't have the same experience as far as him kind of doing the same track that gavin did no. is doing and brought but again the first preview stuff i think a lot of that he was still kind of doing his city center stuff maybe i didn't think gavin was bad by any means i was just you know he he did a good job he was the weak uh, link for me not bad because yeah. he's gavin creel he's not going to be he bad, bad but he job. was just he was just there i thought i thought he was fine and i thought his best moments is when he was playing off of josh henry because josh henry was such mm. a supernova on that stage my god yeah, just really every every single time, every gesture, not even Everything. every time he opened his mouth, just every single choice he made. And he on was that stage doing right. like he was doing little things, like you said, just gestures in the background where you're like, yeah. oh, that's. I mean, like just like a, a flick of the wrist was very like it, he's perfect, and I love Joshua Henry, and I want him yeah. to be on Broadway and booked and blessed for his entire life yes. because he's never not great, even when he's in completely misbegotten revivals like Carousel. And, mm-hmm. um, anyway, speaking of supernovas on the stage, I went over to the Ger- uh, Gerald Schoenfeld Theater on actually Wednesday the 3rd, because ah, yeah. that's what I actually saw, there and sat go. in the front row to see Come From Away, my first time ever seeing the show on Broadway. I'd seen it twice on tour and obviously the pro tape on Apple Pro-tape. TV+. Plus, yep. um, but I wanted to see... Jen Colella. Like, uh, well, I wanted to see the show Fair, on Broadway, yeah. but then also wanted to see Jen Colella in the show. And, um, it did not disappoint. I'm not, I've talked a lot about Come From Away and, you know, I, but I'm not going to go into it. I mean, cause it's a, a, an amazing show, teared up, um, made eye contact with a lot of performers in the cast. And I'm not saying there was some mm-hmm. chemistry, uh, between me <laughs> and, um, and some of the folks in the show, but I'm not, not saying. Uh, of course. Yeah. That, um, they feel the same. They're, Astrid. They're still- they're still Astrid talking about looked it. me in the eye. Astrid looked me in the eye a couple times, and I'm just saying, you know. There's some there misconnections there. being posted about on Craigslist right now. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Um, and then Wednesday evening, my last show, I, just, I just ran by TKTS, just, just, you know, looked at what was available. Um, I was thinking about going back to Hades Town, but eventually I opted to go see Julie Banco in Funny Girl. Yeah. And the. The reason that I wanted to see it was because so many people had talked about how great she was, and I thought this could be like a Star is Born moment, which I said on this week uh, on Broadway, and I didn't want to miss it. It, it was mm-hmm. one of those FOMO things. It was like, even if I don't love the show, and I don't think Funny Girl is a very good show, I, I think the book is very weak. It's um, yeah, not good. Um, I wanted to see her because if she goes on to be someone great, I don't want to be like, oh, I had a chance to see her in Funny Girl, but I decided to go see Hades Town, which is great, but I'd seen it twice on Broadway already. I'm going to see it on tour here in a couple of months. So I decided to go and see that. Um, Julie Banker was very good. She's uh, clearly talented and her performance, uh, hues much more closely to Barbara Streisand probably than Beanie, which I did not see, mm-hmm. uh, because she has more of that voice. I will say, 
I didn't think that it was anything spectacular. I don't think that it was revelatory in any way. Maybe it was just a comparison um, to Beanie, who is just a very different type sure. that that Julie has been getting all of this buzz. I think she is tremendous, and I think that she will be able to do a lot of other roles in the future that might fit her a little bit more. Um so I, it was fine. I thought the perform per, the performance was good. The production was just there. I mean, it was it fine. Existed. It existed. It, it existed. Jane Lynch is fun. I like seeing Jane Lynch. Yeah. Um, Nikki Arnstein is a just not a very good <laughs> yeah. role. I mean, there's no. nothing going on there at all. Um, I am not a Ramin Karamlu fan for many different reasons. Yeah. Um, but he's pretty. He's pretty. That's he's fine. It. <laughs> Let me tell you, the woman to my left, he was the reason she was there. And when he comes out oh with his shirt open at the top of the second act, <laughs> I was worried she might. We were in the third the row of the mess. situation. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I'm not going there. Um, but my God. Um, but he was the reason she was there and she was enjoying that part of the show. We were in the second row, second or third row of the mess. I would like to point her to his Instagram posts Simple where he choice. discusses uh, politics. But yeah. But know. anyway, um, so it was fine. I'm glad that I saw it. It was fine. Um, this f- just feels aggressively fine. Fine. Exactly. It's an it's aggressively fine, fine show. That, I aggressively mean, fine. I, Julie is very talented. I think a lot of people went into her performances with the – you know, the beanie of it all in the back yeah. of their brains, which is unfortunate. I, again, it's, uh, as it was for Beanie, it's unfortunate for both yeah. of them because yeah. Julie's going to be compared to Beanie. Beanie's going to be compared to Barbara and no one's going to get a chance to do anything interesting with a role that is aggressively fine and a yeah. production that is a fine of a show that is not good. It's not a good no. show. I No, it's got like a handful of willing, songs. Yeah, of course. The fact that everyone's been willing to die on the hill of funny girl i just i can't relate i'm sorry like if you would have thrown me a shoshana bean a decade or two ago maybe not two but you know a decade to 15 years yeah, ago when down. she was <laughs> well i'm just saying because the role is yeah, yeah, younger yeah, yeah. she's got to be very young yep. when, when the show starts um i would have loved that or i mean i say this because she was okay. rumored to be the standby alternate in this production and it didn't end up happening. Although I did sit next to her and her companion at butcher boy at Irish rep, Michaela Uh, diamond. If you would have thrown Michaela diamond in there like now, I I just maybe, but it takes a star with some wattage to do that show because otherwise who cares? It just, it doesn't work. That's it. It doesn't work. But uh, anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about some things happening um, today as we're recording Sunday and then throughout the rest of the week in theater tonight, um, a little bit after we finish recording over in Chi-Town, the out of town tryout for the Devil Wears Prada musical Mm. will officially open. It is only running through the 21st. This is how these things often work. They only run out of town for a month um, and then, you know, have the opening. Um, I'm sure we will talk about reviews as they become available in the next day or so. So listen to that. Um, I'm interested in this. I've seen, I've had some friends who have seen it. I'm interested. Yeah. And they say it's fun, needs some work as that's the whole point of having an out of town tryout. Um, So we're not going to be super critical of this just because it's part of the process and we love the people in it. Uh, But we'll see. I'm interested to see what happens with this and it'll almost certainly be on Broadway 
soon. Yes, I, soon. I, I, I mean, it's it's at, coming. There's no at, stopping it. No, at a Nederlander theater to be named after Nederlander. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, I do also want to mention on Sunday, Jen Colella, the previously uh, uh-huh. mentioned Supernova, ends her return engagement at Come From Away. Starting on Tuesday, the ninth, Rachel Tucker will resume the role uh, of Beverly, Annette, and others. Uh, the show clearly is kind of winding things down before it closes mm-hmm. on October 2nd. Um, also on the Sunday, uh, the 7th, is that today? Yes, Sunday the 7th, um, original Broadway Queens in six, Adriana Hicks and Abby Mueller depart the show. Hicks originated the role of Catherine of Aragon on Broadway. Mueller originated the role of Jane Seymour. They are departing. Bree Jackson is taking over as Catherine of Aragon and Carrie yeah. Renee Fuller is stepping in full time for Mueller. She previously played the role during Mueller's um, month or so absence uh, over the, early in the spring, over the summer. Um, Hicks, as we know, is going to go on and play Sugar in the upcoming Broadway mm-hmm. production of Some Like It Hot. So we will still be seeing her. And I thought she was one of, I mean, they were all great, but one of the standouts She's amazing. of six. Yeah. So she will be great in Sugar, I am sure. And yeah. also, Zachary Noah Pizer will be ending his history-making run uh, as the title character in Dear Evan Hansen. He was the first Asian-American to play the role full-time on Broadway beginning in May. Um, he departs the show. Stephen Christopher Anthony, who recently led the North American tour will take over starting on the 9th. He will play the part until September 6th when Sam Primack, uh, who had previously been the cover on Broadway, takes over. Unfortunately for Sam, after agreeing to take over the role, found out very shortly after that the show will be closing on September 18th. So yeah. he will only get to do it for two weeks. Also winding down there. Yep. Um, speaking of winding down, on uh, Sunday, August 14th, two Broadway shows will be closing, and they are uh, POTUS, or Behind Every Great Dumbass, are seven women trying to keep him alive. Uh, I, You guys talked about the fact that this show mm-hmm. was filmed for the archives. Yeah. I hope that they do something else with the filming of this, Same. because this cast is just so much fun. The show is not like... This is not winning a Pulitzer type of no. show, but it's so much but fun. The fun. cast, the cast is almost uniformly terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to see it, head over to the Schubert uh, over this next week, and then. Uh, Tina Cole and the Tina Turner musical will be wrapping up its run on the 14th as well. Currently led by Nikeki Obi Malekwe, uh, and Nick Rashad Burroughs as Tina and Ike, respectively. Uh, Kayla Davion is the alternate for Tina Turner. Natasha Yvette Williams is playing Zelma. Myra Lucretia Taylor is playing Gran. Like, uh, a really great cast. This is obviously out on tour as well, but this show, mm-hmm. um, is a star performance. And even though, uh, Nikeki is not, Adrian Warren level star already. Sure. I I've heard great things about her performance in a role that demands a ton of energy and a ton it's of a star making performance. One hundred for sure, like a star making role. If you're not already known, you're getting cast in this role. Then congratulations on the rest of your career. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's talk about a couple real quick newsy little items. I do want to go across the pond, and it was announced that uh, the iconic, legendary Vanessa Redgrave has played her final performance in the West End production of My Fair Lady. She had previously been playing Mrs. Higgins uh, in a limited engagement in the role, but um, she needs to rest following, quote, a stretch of COVID. Um, Heather Jackson will take over the role in the production's final weeks. Um, obviously we wish the best of Vanessa Redgrave. Like anytime you say 
obviously illness yeah. and Vanessa Redgrave we were like well holy shit get better because yeah, you're Vanessa like Redgrave stand in front of my shrine and pray I guess yes so obviously wish her the best and I wanted to point out a really interesting explainer from NPR's uh, Deanna Schwartz on the Netflix versus uh, Barlow and Bear um, mm. uh, unofficial Bridgerton musical it's a really good kind of deep dive into it talk to a couple Harvard professors about what's going on here and one thing that I do want to mention is they talked with Derek Miller, who is a professor at Harvard who focuses on the intersections of art and law. And he points out the fact that like the album, Netflix didn't really care about the album because it wasn't competing with Netflix right. in any way and actually was driving people to material. it. Exactly. And, but when they start doing for-profit performances, Netflix yeah. also has its own live event, the Queen's yep. Ball, the Bridgerton Experience. And that's where it starts kind of becoming problematic for Barlow and Bear. They yeah. go in and talk with a um, Miller. The, that professor is an English professor, actually, but they also talk about a law prof- talk to a law professor um, at Harvard, Rebecca Tushnet, um, and talk about what the potential outcomes will be. It would be really hard for them to get the unofficial Bridgerton musical deemed fair use, um, yeah. even as like fan fiction is acceptable but that usually has to be non-commercial right exactly. uh, this is very commercial yeah. uh, they talk about the potential for maybe once this is, if this is done amicably which i don't know if it will be based on what we've seen so far like netflix could use this material as you know to try to take it to broadway um mm. but they could also be like well, this you guys and your representatives did not handle this properly. We don't want to yeah. work with you at all. So we'll see. But it's a really good article. I learned a lot about it because I don't know a ton about one the unofficial Bridgerton musical, but also kind the of the legalese. law behind it. Yeah. yeah, but so that's really great. We'll have a link in the show notes if you want to check Fun. that out. And then some feel good recommendations to end your week on Friday. Hamilton performed Start two numbers. Your week, please, <laughs> whatever. I don't. <laughs> what is time? Yeah, clearly. Uh, Hamilton it's okay. I just finished Severance six months later. So yes, I know. Uh, and we had a victory. We had a, a text chat about that yesterday. Yeah. Finally, yeah. finally yeah. understanding all of the hype that I've been telling you to watch it's for six good. months. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Um, anyway, Hamilton performed two numbers on Good Morning America on Friday. They did the Schuyler Sisters and wait for Ooh. it. Um, there's that. And then we also have the first look both in photos and video at the Devil Wears Prada's out of town trot in Chicago. Um, I'm not sure why they chose this number uh, mm. to put in there. It's not the number that I would have chosen. I mean, I don't know any other numbers, but like, yeah. I mean, I hope there's better numbers than this. I was going to say, hopefully that's not the best of what they're working with. Yeah, um, it's uh, the great, speaking of Hamilton, uh, Anthony Munoz uh, is is performing. Uh, so Javier. Javier Munoz, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anthony Munoz yeah, is a Hall of Fame. Today on Broadway, uh. Anthony Anthony Munoz is a Hall of Fame offensive lineman for the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals, who also played at USC in his collegiate years. But I now clearly, he's in Devil Wears Prada in Chicago. That would be that's, that's quite a, nice, a turn. Javier yeah. Munoz. Yes, I am all yeah. over the place. But anyway, it's probably a good time to wrap up this episode, so I can yeah. go. I don't know. Sleep. Get my Take head together. A shower. <laughs> yes, I need to. But anyway, all right. That's all that we have for today on Broadway. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Ashley where can people find you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no this is Ashley if anybody wants to send me ginkgo biloba I can yeah. Oh, yeah. very happily send yeah, yeah, yeah. you uh, my address because apparently uh, full my frontal old age lobotomy is, that too I mean honestly yeah. there are some days when I would not find <laughs> anyway um, have a wonderful Monday everybody and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow 